All right. Hi, and welcome again to the Appliance Alliance podcast. I am your host with the most equipment, Zach Kreider, owner of Gordon's Appliance Repair. And I have alongside of me my co-host, the man with the plan. He needs no introduction, but I give him one every week anyway, Mr. TK Cousins. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Uh, glad to be back and looking forward to this uh, interview and glad to have uh our special guest this week, Mr. Travis, and uh, I guess there's no need in me telling you about him. I'd rather him tell everyone about himself. So, Travis, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Travis Wolfel. I own Horizon Appliance and HVAC. Um, I have two locations. I have one servicing the Denver metro area, which is where I live, and then I have another one in Las Vegas that does the Las Vegas market also. So I get good little Ooh, man, uh, that... vacations, <laughs> business write-offs. I bet, I bet. So you got two locations, huh? Yeah, I just um, mainly opened up the Las Vegas one in July. Um, my mom ended up going ahead and losing her job because COVID, and we wanted to get her a job. So we said, hey, if we can find a good technician, then we can open up a location out there because, of course, we know how to run a business and all the – first steps to get a business going so flew a technician out here trained him up and uh, he's on his own now and he's doing great that's, that's awesome. awesome man so how many years have you uh how many years have you been in business i've been in business since 2015 um, i've been doing it since 2006 cool what got what got you into the industry what uh what sparked that well, I got lucky. You know, my dad owned his own HVAC company. Um, he, if I wanted to get anything, you know, I had to work for it. So he was like, hey, if you want a video game or whatever, come to work with me, work on install, be a trash cleanup guy. Uh, that's basically how I got into it. Um, and then he got into LG and up giving him a call whenever LG started getting big out here, just starting to get into the States and said, Hey, do you guys want to be a uh, service provider for us? So he was like, might as well. It's winter time. It gets a little slower. Um, that's how we kind of transitioned into doing appliances and it was easier. So he was able to teach me on stuff like that and started to slowly learn on how to work on appliances. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I had a dad who was the same kind of way. I was, uh, five years old and, or in, I'm sorry, in fifth grade. And he goes, you want something extra? Get a damn job. And he called my godfather and I started bailing hay from then until I was a uh, junior in college. So yeah, I, I kind of understand that you, you want something, you're going to earn it, boy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, then still, you know, really good worth it, you know, ethic in me and, you know, just, work all the time and, you know, want to provide a good life for my family, myself, and, you know, get happy customers and all of that. Let me ask you this, Travis. So, um, one of my dreams and goals is to eventually have several locations for my business. Um, how has that transition been for you? Like, you know, starting a new area, getting a tech rolling, your second, uh, your second area. How's that transition been? Any pros, cons? tips you got for us um it is definitely difficult you know especially with whichever market you're wanting to go into um like for instance las vegas is completely different market than what it is here in denver denver it's 
extremely easy to get COD work. You know, it's just, there's not enough companies out here. So you're just blowing up on COD work. You don't have to really work hard at it. Um, Las Vegas, on the other hand, a lot more competition, but then the customers are a little bit different. You know, they, you're either dealing with customers that have a lot of money or you have customers that don't want to spend 200 bucks on a repair. Cause they're like, Hey, I can go buy a Craigslist unit. So that's probably one of the, the main things to kind of look at when you're getting into another location is just, you know, I feel like maybe Vegas, just the middle class isn't as big, you know, and of course that's mainly what we service mainly is a lot of middle class, you know, homes. Um, so that's kind of like the first thing, you know, make sure if you're going to open up another market, make sure it's going to be a big market that, you know, is going to be easily able to thrive and have plenty of calls um, where you're not stuck doing a bunch of warranty stuff. Because of course it's great starting your business out doing warranty and it's good to have warranty there to, you know, have new technicians to be able to go out and do a warranty call instead of sending them out on a COD call. Um, but you don't want it 90% of your business to be, you know, home warranties um you want you know maybe the other way around um yeah you know, I, w- I, I was just gonna ask you what like what's your what's your percentage of cod versus warranty work i i know what our percentage is but i'm curious what yours is mine here in denver mine's 90 percent cod 10 percent you know home warranty in vegas right now it's 100 percent cod um haven't really found there's only a few warranty companies that I like to work with because I've kind of, whenever I first opened up my business, you kind of run through them, you know, which ones are good and which ones are not. So, you know, which ones to stay away from. Um, so it's my biggest, you know, whenever that's my biggest advice that I tell, you know, new owners of businesses, you know, is, you know, Hey, home warranties are great, but be very careful on which ones you're, you know, you know, getting with, because they'll call you, you know, they go off of Google and they're going to say, Hey, you know, we're such and such home warranty company. We want you to be affiliate with us. And, and then when you're new, you're like, well, yeah, that's great. I want more business, you know, and then they tend out to not pay or they give you approval and they pay you for half of it, you know, and then you're sitting there working for basically free. Right. Yeah. We, uh, when, when I took over the business, we were probably, I would say 70 to 80%, um, warranty work and we've worked our way down to about a 50 50 split and we still only have two warranty companies that we regularly service for because they're like you said they're not a pain in the butt we know what we're getting when we go into it with them so that's that's really cool to hear that that's you know kind of the way you're approaching it going for um the cod do you guys do sealed systems at all or is that something still on the horizon so i'm the only one right now that does sealed system work um my technician in vegas we're we're getting there you know we i still want him to he's new i just don't want him to bite off too much you know and getting the sealed system of course is a, a different beast you know and i would like for him to come out here and train more with me on doing sealed system before i just let him loose and i can't i can't save his day when he's in vegas and i'm out here in denver so other different story of you know around you know in denver having a technician you're there so if he messes up you can go out you know, fix his mistake, you know, and get everything fixed up that way. But. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, seal systems, one of the things that I'm trying to get into this year, um, you know, one of my 2021 goals is to, is to get me, myself, me, my tech and my partner all doing seal system work. Do you have any tips or advice as far as that goes? 
main thing is don't be scared of it. It's really, it's honestly not that hard. The, the main thing that you want to practice on is just basically, you know, the soldering side of things. Um, once you can solder pretty well, then, and it's really not that hard. It takes a little bit of time. You know, you, you go to Craigslist, find some broken refrigerators and just pull out the old part and re-solder it back in, you know, and, and keep doing that. It's not, it's not very hard. Compressors, those are going to be the simplest. They're easy to get to. So if you are new and you want to just start out doing sealed system, do a compressor because everything is nice and easy. It's right there in front of you. Um, getting into doing like evaporators, um, the trick on those, you, you just have the inner wall, you know, so you either get a flame shield, you know, you just get better at welding so you can do it really quickly so you're not throwing too much heat and you're not going to sit there and melt the cabinet and stuff like that so you know right. that's the one thing why i say hey do compressors start out with compressors if it's a leak you know it might be better for you just to say hey you know go buy a new one or hey have this company come out and fix it um until you get more confident you get better at doing compressors and that's mainly what you're going to see more times than not is faulty compressors especially if you're working on lg then you'll deal with plenty of faulty compressors yeah <laughs> exactly well let me ask you this we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty right now um so you told us a lot about yourself and all that good stuff but we would like to hear your top three favorite tools your your top three go-to tools that if at the end of the day you could take three tools into a job what would those tools be Man, my whole my tool bag does that count as one? <laughs> um, favorite tool. I, I mean, mainly it. the <laughs> mainly you know my of course my drill is going to be my favorite because that's going to speed everything up. Um, specialty tools. Um, you know my I love having my leak detector. You know, especially on refrigerators or not uh, cooling, just to go ahead and do something quick on pulling up to see if it's going to be leaking or not. Uh, that's going to be kind of like a specialty tool that I like a lot. Um, the other one, TK, I know you posted it on Facebook earlier. Is just that low-profile ratchet that has a quarter-inch drive. Um, that thing is a lifesaver. You know, I use those on any – and I can put that into my quarter-inch drive too. So doing like the Whirlpool old-school motors on getting up underneath there and you just have that quarter-inch screw that's low-profile. You can just ratchet that out nice and easy. Um, you know, that's definitely – I use all the time. Um, another favorite one that used to be a favorite is, I would say the the LG clamp for the the little handheld pliers that they have to go ahead and spread out the spring for the gasket. Um, that one is a must for new technicians, especially on getting that ring back on the front gasket. Um, after getting to know how to do it, you can just get it with needle noses and you can just expand that gasket and pull it back over. But that is a pretty good handy one for like what, 50, 60 bucks. That's um, the best 120, they, best 120 ever spent. I have the front and the rear and, uh, that rear one yeah. is a lifesaver. That rear That's one is help. a lifesaver for sure. I can, I can do the front one fine with my needle nose. And if it's super tight, what I do is I take a zip tie and I pull it with the needle nose and then run it with the zip tie this way. I'll do a video on that one day. But, yeah, definitely that, that's a good tool to have for sure. 
Yeah. On the rear one, I just normally put it at the 12 o'clock position and then I just get my small needle nose and then I just bring it across and then go ahead and snag it on that loop. Um, it's the easiest that I found on that one, but yeah, those are both, the tool does make it way easier, um, especially if you're first getting out. So we've all kind of been in the business for a while. Um, and I know just in my eight years, I've seen the industry change. And so I mean, I'm not asking you to, you know, be Nostradamus here, but, but where do you see our industry heading? Um, more, more work volume, you know, the appliance industry, they want the units to break. They don't want them to go and last 30 years and get handed down anymore. So, um, the one thing though, that I think you're going to see on refrigerators, um, that the technology is already kind of coming is is they have these control boards right now that run off of a cooling tower. Um, my memory's correct. I believe it's Photonics um, is the manufacturer. And that technology is in some wine coolers. I don't know if any of you guys have ran them, but it's actually a computer chip. And then it has two fans. It has like a condenser fan, and then it has a cooling fan that pulls off the coldness from that chip. And I feel like, especially how everything's going to the R600 and medium temp on the refrigerator side, I think eventually you're going to see that technology going into the refrigerator side of things where it's just going to be control board that's going to go ahead and cool the refrigerator down. And then of course you'll have your compressor, um, you know, for your freezer side of things. But I think you're just going to see things get more electronic than what it already is. How how have you dealt with our uh, parts shortage in this uh, 2020 COVID era? It's been fun. You know, it's been (laughs) A lot of uh, having to explain and talk to customers. And, and honestly, it's really just starting to fall right about right now. It's starting to get worse. Uh, at the very beginning, it wasn't a big deal. All the manufacturers are all like Marcone and all the big guys. They still had their inventory. And now that's finally starting to, you know, get a little low that it's making it fun where I'm having to search multiple, multiple websites on some companies that I don't even use, which then is going to make it fun on if that part ever fails and we have to get warranty claims on it, then it's like, oh, gosh, now we got to go through and fit, see this process of this smaller company. Um, my local my local supply houses are out of the 338-7747 heating element. Are you guys experiencing, like, just, I mean, lids, like, direct drive lid switches? I can't get them locally. I have to order. I have to order generics off of Amazon and just let the customer know, hey, this is a generic, but it'll get you going. So the one lifesaver that I have noticed is this supply house is called Appliance Parts Company. They're a West Coast uh, chain. Um, I used them whenever I lived in Austin. Um, They were one of the them and First Source all there are the two local warehouses and stuff but they're i feel like not a lot of people know about that you know company so they have a lot of common stuff so if if marcone's out if day distributing's out if vnv is out um you know then i'm like okay let me go ahead and try appliance parts company and then sure enough they'll have like 500 of them out of all of their branches and it's like really <laughs> so they're a little diamond in the rough right now on me finding parts so if you guys are struggling finding parts Check them out. Um, Supplianceparkcompany.com. Um, we're not. We're gonna edit that. We're we're gonna actually edit that out of the um, the podcast because we don't. We're me and Zach will use it, but we don't want everybody else yeah. knowing it. 
<laughs> no, we'll we'll drop the link in the description. We'll drop the link in the description. Yeah. That's we that's, got we got y'all. That's that's the point of this podcast is to add value to your lives. So we'll drop links to them in the description below. Um, so speaking of fun things, and this is this is how we're going to kind of wrap this one up. Um, do you got any brands that you just uh, you don't want to touch? You know what? There's really none. There's some that I don't like to work on. You know, I don't like working on Bosch you know motors on their dishwashers they're a pain in the butt you know they take a while um but not touching something i basically work on everything i'll do commercial i'll do residential um if i can get a part for it then i'll get it fixed um but of course there is stuff in the industry that you know it's just not very fun to to work on or they make it extremely difficult to work on um you know have you braved have you braved the samsung refrigerators do you have have you braved those uh, I work on them every day. They're like a cash cow for me. I know people hate them, but you know, Hey, they're a cash cow. That's a, <laughs> a lot of companies don't work on them. So, Hey, if you're going to be the brave one, that's going to say, Hey, I'm going to work on LG and Samsung. You're going to get so many LG and Samsung calls, you know, because they're, you're going to deal with customers. Hey, I've called five companies and no one will touch this. And it's like, well, I work on it. Then you get a customer for life because they know they're like, Hey, if you work on this because it's harder and no one else wants to work on it, then I'm going to continue to call you back. Yeah, we're the only ones in our area that work on uh, Bosch anything. Uh, but I won't touch a Samsung refrigerator. I've just, I've, I've done them. I have, in fairness, I have done them. Um, and I've had some really bad experiences where you go and you change an, um, for example, the side-by-side change an evaporator fan in the fridge side. And all of a sudden he says, well, my ice maker's not working and you touched it last. So I just, I don't want a spare bedroom at a customer house um, on stuff like that. So I, I, I don't mess with the Samsung only for that reason. And only the fridge. Yeah. Their dishwashers aren't fun to work on either. You know, their ah. are pain. I, I, I get cut up. I get cut up on, you know, doing their sumps and all of that where it's like, yeah, why am I doing this? I will take a Samsung dishwasher any day over their refrigerator. Let me tell you. Are you serious? Are you? You rather work a thousand percent? A thousand percent? No, dude, dude. I will. I will work on Samsung fridges all day long. I hate their dishwasher. I don't work on Samsung dishwashers. That's the one. Samsung dishwashers and LG dishwashers won't touch them. I'll, I'll, I'll take all yours. You can take all my uh, Samsung fridges. What don't you like about that? Go ahead, buddy. What's your hate on LG dishwashers? They're actually pretty simple. I hate everything about them. I don't like, I don't like, I, I, I'm one of the, I hate dishwashers, period. I don't like, I don't like working on them. The only dishwasher that I enjoy working on is the Whirlpool, really simplistic where you pop, you, you know, you turn that little tab and it pops open, your drain pumps right there, your motor sump assembly lifts out nice. I can do a motor sump assembly and a Whirlpool dishwasher in 20 minutes. Except, you know how that you me to do one except that you can't get those sumps right now. They're on back order like crazy. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Yeah. I, I hate dishwasher. The first thing I will cut out of my business is dishwashers. 100%. I hate dishwashers. They're gross. I don't like them and I don't want to work on them. My favorite is, is like, hey, my dishwasher has been broken for a few months, you know, and 
oh, what's the issue? Oh, it's not draining the water out. And then you're sitting yeah. there messing around with three-month-old, dirty, nasty water, and you're like, thank you for that. You know? Every yeah. time, every time. So to, so, so to wrap it up, Travis, what's, uh, what is one piece of advice you would give to, I, I don't care if it's veterans or, or uh, apprentices, doesn't matter, what's, what is one piece of advice running a business as a technician, whatever, that you would give to the community? Mainly just keep positive. You know, it's this industry, it takes a special person. You know, it's, it's not simple like HVAC where parts are generic. You're dealing with a bunch of different appliances, parts on back order, angry customers sometimes because parts are on back order. You have good days, you have bad days. You just got to stick it out. You know, it's a great industry, you know, overall when you sit back and you're like, you know what, I got a pretty awesome job, you know, but it's very demanding, you know, so it takes a lot out of you. And that's the one thing is just is technician burnout. You know, if you're feeling like you're, you're burning out, take a little bit of time, you know, drop your call volume instead of you taking six or seven calls a day and that's giving you a full day, maybe just drop it down to four so you can just relax and you can just take your time, you know, between each call. Um, that's, that's just the main thing, you know, cause we've all been there. I know you guys probably have to where you're just like spent and you're like, gosh, I don't want to, you know, do I really want to keep doing this, you know, and, and just take some time for yourself. The calls are always going to be there. Your phone's always going to be ringing if you if you're doing a good job keeping customers happy. Um, but just make sure that your mental health is you know right in line with that. And just if you need time, take it. Well, Man, I, that I, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That is one great piece of advice, Travis. I I could not agree with you more. And I'm glad that you went with that for your you know your your piece of advice because I have been trying to preach that for years like my at the end of the day what is most important to you it, is it more important to you to make money or is it more important to you to be happy and enjoy your life and enjoy your family and get home and eat dinner with your kids or fix three more washer machines or fix three more dryers or fix three more fridges that's a great little piece of advice and i appreciate you just reiterating that man that's that's good stuff yeah, man. Yeah. Um, really appreciate having you on. It was an awesome perspective and uh, definitely enjoy the conversation. And we'll definitely have to have you have you on again. Um, it's been a lot of fun today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. Thank you, man. Well, hey, guys, that was uh, Appliance Alliance podcast, episode number three. And uh, man, we just really appreciate you guys like, comment, subscribe, hit us up on our audio platforms as well as uh, YouTube and uh, just keep helping make this better. And I'll tell you what, we have some more amazing guests in line for you in the coming weeks. So keep checking back in. And if you haven't liked the Facebook page, make sure you like Appliance Alliance podcast on Facebook. TK, you got any closing words for us? Yeah, just make sure to go to YouTube and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We started an Appliance Alliance podcast YouTube. And like Zach said, uh, like us on Facebook, share us with your friends and tell everybody about us. We appreciate the support.